GFC podcast, available on all major platforms. Make sure you follow, subscribe, share, and tell us what you think. If you're listening on Apple, be sure to leave us a five-star rating. Follow us on Twitter at MGFC Podcast. Email us on ManchesterGrassrootsFC at gmail.com. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, guys. Welcome back to the MGFC podcast with your host, Carlos, and someone called... Phil. Hello, Phil. Right, people, listen, today's episode is a special one because we have a guest. Hands in the air, let's cheer. Um, And, yeah, we're going to go into it, straight into it. You know, I I just want to start getting to know our special guests and she goes by the name of Rachel so say hello Rachel hi everyone uh, and you remember Rachel you're speaking to millions and billions of people so <laughs> we've got to be professional and we've got to give the crowd what they want so um, Rachel is a grassroots you coach at grassroots level at the minute Rachel uh, I do obviously I've, I've, at the minute I obviously run the whole of girls ultra good girls football yeah. club um, I've done obviously 12 years of coaching my own team um, up until um, under 18s, 19s level, which obviously they've now gone and fed up to the open age environment. Yeah. Um, so at the minute, in terms of Ultrangum, we've, we've got over 250 girls that participate in football each week. 250 girls. Um, so I'd say from under sixes right way through to under 18s. Right. Um, it's a portfolio of that, Rich. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's absolutely booming at the minute. Nice. Excellent. So obviously, going into your background now, as you just explained, so many years in the game in terms of, I, I obviously know you from coaching as a rival to the girls team that once was at Hermson Town. That was, was. Uh, Duncan McIntyre. I've seen many of finals between you both. And um, there's some good standard of football being played as well by both teams. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I knew you from there. Obviously, I know you through Bry. Uh, we are obviously lifelong friends. But obviously, in terms of your qualifications and coaching, um, what qualifications actually have you got Obviously, I've got obviously the, the, the FA halfway through level Excellent. two. Nice. Um, within that, I've also achieved my um, referee status. Oh. Um, you know, and obviously, I've gone through university and I've done this sport development background. Amazing. Um, so, like I say, I've obviously, that's why I've, I've took on, obviously, it's all voluntary work that I do. Yeah. Um, which people do think that it is my, my, my main job. <laughs> Put enough hours into it. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. my, my job is actually, you know, I'm actually a full-time shop worker manager and everything I, everything mm. I do in retail as well as obviously having my own little family. You know, everything I do for Ultringham is all of my good in my heart, um, which I love. I enjoy it, but it, it, it is it is like a job. Um, but, you know, the reward out of it is when you've got 250 girls playing football each week. Yeah, that's not bad, that really true. So, you know, like you said, you do... Do you ref, do you ref as well? I did do just... that. You know, I'm talking ten, 10 years ago now. Oh, so like two I, years ago I then, yeah. I started yeah. playing football myself when I was, you know, seven years of age. Um, yeah. And that started when I was in, prime, in infant school at my local school when a football company came into work um, yeah. with ourselves. So, obviously, we, you know, I begged my mum, 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 can I go and play? Uh, <laughs> and it was that generation where girls didn't play football. Um, and, yeah. and from there, I went on to play for um, a local boys team because 
girls' teams didn't exist until you know, sort of yeah, 10 years minimal, ago. Yeah, minimal, weren't Yeah. And like say, from there, I went and joined the local boys' team, which was actually run from by my uncle. Um, I was right. a young girl, and I used to, on a Saturday morning when I used to play against the teams, I used to get the boys going, oh my God, they've got a girl playing. <laughs> um, I remember this day where I went on the pitch, and I actually scored a hat-trick in the first game, and, and my, my, my oh, first nice. footballing memory was my mum running on the pitch at the time after the storm and doing a cartwheel. Um, you know, I'm laugh about it now, you know, because we're not about now. Yeah. But like I say, my mum was just made up that, you know, I'm a girl and yeah. I'm, I'm old and young and I've scored my first hat-trick. Um, and then, oh. you know, it was none of this, I'll pay you a pound of gold or I'll pay you a five of gold. <laughs> it was a bacon butty from the local cafe on the way home. Oh, love a bacon butty, eh? Brown sauce or red? Brown. Oh, that's the one. Um, so, so it went on to, it... to play um, with, the, with, the, with the boys' team for three or four years. Um, yeah. At that point, there was obviously girls' teams being introduced, um, which, you know, my mum took me all over the show to be trialled for Blackburn and United. And, and my mum was picking up from school at half past two because I was actually on the ranks for United for, for two years. When, when oh. they first started off, and obviously my mum didn't drive, a single parent, you know, four kids, and they were leaving school at half past two to get on three buses um, to, get mm. me to, to get me to Cliff, and it was three buses back home, so, you know, it, it was a case of my mum was getting me to half past two at, on, a, on a Tuesday afternoon, and we were actually mm. walking in the door at half past nine at night just so my mum could get me to where she needed to get to. Commitment. Wow. Um, that is commitment. Know, after, right? after, after, obviously, you know, I was unsuccessful with, with the ballot, um, I am going to obviously then to go and play with a local girls team, which I've gone through, you know, three or four different local teams. But I think a lot, a lot was, you know, managers were getting a little, getting a bit, bit annoyed with me because it was a bit of a, a gobby, a gobby one. And I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I piled up, piled up the yellow and red cards in the season. I think it was like, right, we'll get rid of it now. Um, <laughs> so like they actually went to play for Stockport County. Um, which, um yeah. I suffered a. A bit of an injury that I couldn't play them for over two years of football, uh, but straight mm. weight knocked the confidence, you know. And, and it was a bit of a, it was my own fault. It went in for a tackle, um, mm. and obviously I came back in, and that's when I thought, so I said I can't be a footballer anymore. I'm not going to be a better player than I was. Um, so wow. obviously got involved in the refereeing. Mm. Good, right? That's good. Yeah. That. Can I can I can I quickly touch back on yeah. that? So. Obviously, you're on your coaching journey now. You've been doing it for so yep. long. If you had the opportunity to go back to that point in time when you did get injured and you was telling yourself you couldn't do football, would you do anything different? Uh, knowing knowing now what you know in football, would you would you tell yourself any different? Or if you had that opportunity, what what would you say to yourself? I think you've got to look at the opportunities that were there when I was 14, 15 in the prime time of playing football to what opportunities are now. Um, you know, mm. ten years ago when girls football had only just taken off, so there was not a lot of girls football involvement. But now, you know, mm. it's a case of at fourteen, fifteen, if I can't go and play them aside, the there's opportunities within, you know, within playing futsal or playing walking football, and you know, there's a lot more opportunities now for for you to go and play football at the level that you can go and play at than putting yourself yeah. into a game where you know that like, you can't go and play anymore. Yeah, any anyone of all abilities can play football now. There, yeah. there's, there's a yeah. there's a game in every area for everybody mm. at the moment, which is the best thing about it. Yeah, yeah. I, so obviously, I want to go back to obviously, you are the head, and you run Old Juniors 
fo- women's football club. Yeah, girls' football club. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is the day to day slash role there then for yourself? What is it in terms of? Do you have to set up everything? Is it fixtures, managers' meetings? My How- my a role is you know is is making sure that the girls are coming to football and are happy with what we do. Um, one thing that I've got at Ultra at the minute is a very, very strong network of managers and coaches, um, along with parents, because I think, you know, the, without them, we won't be as successful as what we are. You know, yeah. the, the buy into yeah. and the support in anything that you do. Um, you know, at the minute, my role is more organising and planning of the girls into the, the teams, into, you know, we've got girls who are in teams but not got generated pictures each week. Um, so it's obviously mm. populating pictures for them. Um, We've, only, we've just got a Wildcats grant, which is basically, you know, an introduction for, for girls' football. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously making sure we've got all the funding in place and meet all the criteria. Um, but like I say, it's more mm. talking to parents of, of what they want to get out of it for, the, for their own child, really. Um, like I say, of what mm. we can improve and what, what we can change. Um, yeah, getting expectations and then making sure you meet them and exceed them in a way. Oh, perfect. That, exactly that. Exactly that. Perfect. Yeah, She's spoke. Have you, have, hold on, Phil. Have you, uh, Rachel, just a quick one. Do, have you always coached girls or have you ever done, done like, the, like the boys' side or, or uh, mixed? I've done, obviously, or... predominantly done, obviously, I took my team on at the age of 17 and, and I've done 10 years with them. Um, but yeah. obviously, I have helped out within boys' set, boys environments as well. Um, obviously, we've mm. done herbs in town for a little bit where I, so, I helped do the coaching for, for the boys' team. And obviously, yeah. I also worked for a local local football company. Um, who delivers yeah, yeah. obviously football sessions for, for mixed groups, which it's a school environment for an after school club, or it could be obviously mm. the holiday courses, which you know, for, for the summer holidays and Easter holidays. Um, so, I'd say yeah. I've covered both areas. Nice. What's the difference? Have you found is there any difference between coaching boys and girls, or is it roughly depending on age? Is it all the oh, same? No, I, th- I, I think for me, the girls are a lot easier. Um, Are they? You know, they want to learn. They want to be there. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think a lot of the girls is is social aspects of it as well, where you know there's mm. more caring for each other. And they've got that little bit of em- empathy to support each other, and you know, if someone's having a bad game. Yeah. You know, it's the 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 encouragement. So let's get back on the track and giving that encouragement that you that you're the one. Yeah. Uh, rather than the yeah. boys, obviously, you know, it's a case of. End up arguing on the pitch and shouting at each other, and the troubling side at the minute is you know, it is a level of coaching with the girls and boys. Um, you know, mm. an under 10 girls team, for instance, is probably going to be learning the same skills as what an under eight boys team would be. Um, just because, yeah. like I say, they don't normally start playing football until they get to well, into teams as such until they're under nines, tens, whereas obviously the boys is under sevens, eights. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. think as the girls' game grows, I think they'll be more tighter on that. Um, and like I say, yeah. they both will come up to speed with each other. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned there was the Wildcats grant yeah. slash funding that you got. So obviously, I know myself within women's football from seeing it at the Ermson Town. Um, that obviously a lot of women's football is relying on these grants or the, the funding from the FA. Um, so, in in terms of your experience, I mean, how much you, how critical is that funding, and you know, how easy is it to gain for for a club out there who may be looking to go into women's football or gain a team? You know, 
how easy is it or how difficult is it to actually access these funds and, and use them to your advantage to, to ensure that you have got the, a, a good the way that The way the growth of the, of, the, of the girls' game is at the minute, and if there's any clubs out there or who, who, who you know, want to go and, and get the girls' environment going, now is the time. Uh, you know, there's pots and pots mm. of funds out there you know, to boost the, world, the, the women's game and the girls' game as such. And my recommendation is go and do it. If, you know, you can only try. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the £900 Wildcats grant is a um, basically an introduction to football. So the Wildcats is aimed at 5 to 11-year-olds. Um, and what they're saying is yeah. it's, it's, it doesn't matter what your ability is, what your football journey is, you're a Wildcat. Um, and that's basically a, a beginner's level of football um, as an introduction. So the Good. £900 that they give you, it could cover your equipment costs, it could cover your coaches costs if you're paying coaches, it can cover your, your venue hire, you can buy what a kit if you need to buy a kit. Uh, but what they want to do is yeah. they basically ask you how you, can, how you can sustain that going forward. So, you know, they give you the first lot of money, but how can you then go and sustain the girls' sessions going forward? So it might be how much you're going to go and play each week. Um, you know, at the minute, yeah. our girls pay £2 a week. You know, and we're in Ultra England, and, and I think for the for what they get for the, for the money is absolutely, you know, top quality coaching with, you know, level one, level two, all qualified coaches. You know, the equipment, mm. the venue where we are, you know, and... Like I say, it's just a mass, mass pot of money there. Not only just for the, the Wildcats, but, you know, female courses that they're doing. They're doing, now doing level one female-only coaching courses. Um, so if there's any yeah. mums out there or, you know, aunties or, you know, cousins or, you know, even girls who have played football that don't play anymore want to get involved in coaching, there's always coaches courses yeah. now where it's just female-only. So it's in a bit of a more different environment than being on a, obviously, a mixed course. Um, you know, they've got female only mm. referee courses out there now. So, like I say, a lot of it is now going to, to girls and female only, which I absolutely buy into. And especially with the girls, because you don't get girls or mums involved in football. It's, you know, dads. Yeah. See, my yeah. experience, it's crazy this, because I agree with that is what we call, what do you call it, a stereotype in a way. You know, it's the dads getting involved. Yeah, yeah. I've coached now for maybe the last seven years. I've had more mums on the sideline than I have dads. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and yeah, I don't know if it's just the two teams I've been involved in, that's just the way it's been. But, mm. like, my team now, my 15s, played on Sunday. I think there was two dads there. The rest was were all mums. Yeah, that's... It's crazy. So, is it crazy to when you think about it? That's just my experience, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get a lot of, of, of mums, and I think you know a lot of that is probably that you know the boys play at the same time, so the dads and the boys. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and, and yeah. in terms of you know, I'm a mum, I'm a mum myself now, and it's a case of if you ask mums to get involved a bit, it's a bit more you know harder for mums to get yeah. involved in, in doing any coaching courses. You know, they might not have a football background, yeah. but you know, as a mum, you know, you you're the, you're the household, aren't you? You know. It's a big, big ask yeah. for, for mums to get involved. And, and, and to be fair, I say to people, even not asking to go and coach, not asking to go and manage, can you go and be an admin? Can you go and do the admin? Mm. Can yeah. you collect the subs? Can you do the match cards? Can you contact the referee? And, 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 and like I say, I think, you know, part of our success is that we've got a strong management group and coaches group. And we've also got a, a fantastic set of parents that, like I say, buy into everything we're doing. Like I say, they're so helpful in terms of anything they can do to help and support. Um, you know, if you asked me yeah. the same question three years ago, I would have gone absolutely not. At the minute, we're on a bit of a sinking ship, but you know, at the minute, <sighs> you know, we're, we're on the up. So, 
Yeah, a lot has yeah, changed. Yeah, so, so in terms of obviously running the girls' football there, how many hours a week do you think you put into that? I'd easily say at least 20 hours a week. Um, 20, you know, and that, that means it's like a job, you know, isn't it? On a Wednesday night, you know, I'm, I'm living in Liverpool now, which obviously relocated. Um, I still travel down on a Wednesday mm. evening to go do football, um, which is normally two and a half to three hours because we've got that many teams where we do train over a three hour period. Um, you know, match mm. on Saturdays, I could go and put myself with any team that, you know, if there's not anyone there on the day that needs a manager or a coach, I'll go down and support that team that week. Just um, like a bit of a role yeah. manager coach kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I know I could be out from half past nine in the morning at JJB Soccer Dome to the last game that kicks off at quarter to one at night at the, in the afternoon. Um, other than that, mm. obviously, it's more, um, you know, that many emails that get sent out, whether or not, whatever it is that week, or phone calls that get made, or messages that get put out. Uh, you know, I'd, say, I'd definitely say probably between 18 and 20 hours a work a week. Yeah, absolutely. And how is, within the women's game, obviously, the leagues itself, yeah. is, is there many individual clubs based within the leagues, or is it a case of just playing the same teams over and over as, the, as obviously, women's football is growing? We predominantly use the South Manchester Girls Football League, um, which is obviously based to do the, the under-10s and under-11s essential locations. Um, and then when they go to an mm. under-9v9 format or under-12s, because um, the, the girls are a year below, um, so the only transition to 9v9 under-12s, whereas it right. goes under-11s, yeah. um, it's central venue. Um, so you find under-10s and under-11s, you know, they have that many teams that can basically, there's no league deadline. League yeah, there's, they can, no league deadline, so you can put a team into league up to, say, January, February time. Um, right. And that's just because, you know, girls' teams form here, there, so, and as and when, yeah. Yeah, as and when. So a league are very, very flexible, which, you know, I completely agree with. Um, you know, that they'll just basically put a team into the league when they can and, and rotate the teams round. Um, as you get into under-12s, it's mm. when it gets a little bit more trickier because you're playing home and away, um, which is South Manchester Girls yeah. League is based in Manchester, but you could go as far out as Rochdale, Bolton, Bury. Um, yeah. You know, you could go as far out as Oldham, same sideway. So you are, you are, you know, yeah. there's a big commitment on 12 football where you are travelling that bit of a further distance than you are at Ermson or, or Partington. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you also find that under 12, you know, as it gets competitive, you have teams that come in from all over. So the South Manchester Girls League at under 10s and 11s, it's quite local. Um, you know, you have your little teams, you earn some side, you sell United, you ask numbers, you unicorn. Uh, but as you obviously yeah. you get older, you, you know, you have teams coming from from a further distance just because of, of the competitive that it is. Yeah. I mean, when I yeah. used to play, and it was girls football when I was playing years back now, there was teams like Duckingfield, all them used to, they were big inside of it. I don't even know if they're still running now, you know, a bit. We used, they was the one we used to have to travel to and it was a night. We used to play on a, it was just a horrible pitch we used to play on on this hill. We used to, we used to when you knew the fixtures yeah. were away at Duckingfield, everyone just like, oh, not again. Every time we went around, there, there was well. always girls football on all around it. It was the I used to, my one of my strongest memories of women's football. Always playing away at Duckingfield. Mm. There was always a game on a women's football because yeah. obviously as young lads, all you do is stop and yeah. stare. <laughs> yeah, as you do. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know? Do you know what's crazy? Right, the amount of because obviously I, you know, on Twitter and stuff, I'm on there twenty four seven. I don't think it ever ever closes for me, and I, I do see a lot of women. You know 
tweets about wildcats and you know women's teams forming and and this that and the other. But when I'm on the road, when I'm actually out and about, I don't see many women's teams, and I don't know if it's because of me being like weird and stuff. Um, maybe my poor eyesight, but I don't see many women's teams playing games on the weekend, um, which I find really baffling because with the hype of the World Cup and all that, um, and I know it's grown exponentially, but again, like on weekend, I, I don't see much. Um, Rachel, question for you. So currently, you're doing you're in the middle of uh, doing yeah, level well, two. I, I was, but obviously, I've had the baby not long ago, so it's sort of um, on hold at the oh, minute. Nice. But... You know, I am taking yeah, yeah. Not, I get back into it and, and do it with obviously my commitments and stuff, or you know, at the minute I'm happy doing yeah. what I'm doing. Um, you know, I've, I've gone through yeah, um, 10 years with my own girls' football team, which I took on, and that's part mm. because I was working for a local um, co- uh, coaching company called Soccer Wise. There was obviously a lot of girls nice. involved in after school clubs and who were asking me about local girls' football teams, and at the time there, there was nothing. Yeah, yeah. So I approached Altrincham, mm. um, which is obviously where I've done a lot of the community work through Southwise, and asked obviously if mm. we, if it was possible we could set our own girls football team up. Um, at the time, I had no intention yeah. of taking this team whatsoever. I just wanted to get the foundations in place and sort of go. There's a place there for you where you can go and take your daughter if they want to go and play extra football. Yeah. Um, as it turned out, mm. you know, my me, me six weeks stint of helping this team go forward ended up doing you know, 10, 11 consecutive years, um, which, you know, and, and sure. the girls have just turned 18, 19 years of age now, and, you know, there's only a, an eight-year gap between me and the girls at a time, but I look at them now and they are all yeah. like the little sisters, um, you know, when we ended the yeah. season last year in an unbeaten run, winning the, winning two cups, um, you know, conceded three goals within the year, um, so yeah, I did have the foundations wow. of a very, very strong football team, um, you know, and as Phil mm. mentioned, we we did get in a lot of finals, and you know we won the league, we won the cups. But you know, I had Adam who helped me do the team, who used to play for Barnsley, um, obviously head of PE at school, and he was, you know, right. for me, he was he he took the girls on the journey as much as I did. Um, they got to the age of probably fourteen, yeah. fifteen, and I was a bit stuck on what to do with them. You know, they can do the passing, they can do the turning, they can shoot, they can do the heading, they can do this, they can do the other. Um, you know, where Adam yeah. obviously is more technical than what I was. Um, so, it, like I say, it's a bit mm. like d- dumb and dumber as such because we just, we're, we're just bounced off each other, um, <laughs> you know, and, and that for me because how yeah. strong our relationship was. Um, and the parents knew from day one mm. and the girls knew from day one what the script was, you know, discipline-wise, what we wanted, what we expected going forward. Um, you know, it was a very, very yeah. successful team. You know, sadly, we got to that age oh, last nice. year where, you know, I just had a baby. Um, Adam, obviously, mm. daughter was playing high level netball, so she chose to go more the, net, the netball pathway rather than the football pathway. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of girls right, going to okay. GCSE. Well, they would have oh. done GCSEs, gone into college and jobs. They go to uni. You know, they yeah. go. They get eighteen. They want to go and get boyfriends. You know, they want to party. Yeah. They like to party on the weekends. You know, <laughs> and, and that to me was, you know, the yeah. poor guy of. It, things happened and I think they happened at the right time just with obviously Scarlett being born and Hannah wanting to go netball so Adam couldn't commit to it. Um, yeah. Six, six out the girls, yeah. six or seven out the girls and I was still playing for Altrincham ladies inside the, inside the setup. That's um, good. And the other seven girls that we had, a couple went and you know, moved to a lower standard of a, of a team just because, you know, it, 
to go up to play under-16s, under-17s level football to then go and play in a, in an open-age environment is a massive, massive jump. Um, so some of the girls decided to, yeah. you know, obviously step down and decide their own age group as such. Um, and a couple have obviously gone out and mm. decided not to play football. Got a boyfriend. Um, got a boyfriend, you know. They're in, they're in town or <laughs> that's it. But Partying again, yeah. I think if you keep them at 15, you've got them until they're 18. If you keep them at 18, they're going to go and play enough age football. But like I say, 18 is the key. You know, it's it's uni, it's, and that's where yeah. probably the drop rate does come. Do you, re- do you reckon that's so? Do you reckon that's to do with the um, so obviously in the main the men's game? If you're if you're a you know eighteen year old boy, and you got the opportunity to play for Altrincham. There's potentially um, you know earning power, that sort of thing. There's potential to move up through the leagues. Do you reckon because the women's game, even though there's loads of exposure at the minute, the financial side isn't quite there yet? Do you reckon that puts a lot of the the girls off, or do you reckon it's just the case of well, yeah, what well, I got to I don't, uni think, it's and, a fin- I don't think the financial side has got an impact on on it at all. Um, like I say, even even mm. you know, with ladies, there's still you know funding through Chester FA for new teams, and you know, there's always money to support. I just, mm. I just think for me, eighteen, you're a girl at eighteen, you know, it, it it it's a case of they don't want to play anymore. You know, different. But, it, but would you say though? If they knew that the potential they could get paid 150 grand a week to be the best women's footballer, there'd be that temptation. Knowing that they had, a, say, they had a chance to move up, play good standard, and they can earn money in it. You know, because the women aren't being as paid as much, which is is wrong. Yeah. Is could that be a factor yeah. in keeping women involved? Like you say, it's. It, 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 like obviously, you gotta be you gotta be in love with the game to stay involved. You got a passion for it, but I do believe like you look at the men's game now. How much how how much money influences decisions and some oh, of them, I, you I, know. I, yeah, completely, completely. Agree. But one thing I will touch on in terms of the RCCs, you know, in the in the girls and female game, especially, you've got no in the middle. So you've got your grassroots football and you've got your yeah. RCCs. Now there's nothing in the middle no more, apart from obviously you, you obviously there's no player development centres. I think there's one at Cheshire, which is based at Crew, and there's one at Wright Robinson, um, right. which are based at player development centres. But mm. there's no in the middle anymore. So we've had a lot of girls this year who have gone and played at United and City, Stoke, you Blackbirds, you Everton, have gone and trialled. No, a couple have been successful. We've had a couple come back to us just because you know yeah. it's not for them. They want to go and play grassroots football, um, and we've had a couple who've been told go and play with a boys team for the year and come back to us. Now, for me, how many people mm. have been told to go and play with boys for a year, which I get, the boys' game is completely different. They do need that physical side to them. You know, but for me, it's how many, yeah. you know, last year City took on two girls in under 12's age group. There was 98 girls who were trialling for, for, for them two places. Jeez. You know, it's it's. Wow. I think as you get older, if you don't get picked up at nine, ten, eleven, it's going to be harder going forward long term. Uh, but like I think mm. going forward long term, I think for me to keep a, a lot of girls at sixteen, seventeen involved in football, they've got to every club's got to have a, a strong pathway leading up to leading up to that. So at the age of sixteen, did they go into the eighteens? Yeah. That you know, once they're from the eighteens, is it reserves or open age? Yeah. Um, you know, I think if you get the foundations in place and and you've got a pathway to to aim for, um, then I think you'll, yeah. you'll be okay. 
Um, I think if there's a bit of uncertainty at under 16, 17, where they're going to, I think a lot of that falls into it. Um, because, like, say, under 18s, if your club yeah. hasn't got a reserves on or a first team inside your club, you know, under 18s, where are you going to go next? Yes, you're already starting to look elsewhere. You know, where, yeah, you know, the season. Yeah. I think that can be the breakaway point because, you know, by the time the season finished at May, you know, you're looking, you're looking for a new club at, at reserves. Yeah. And you think, do you want to go and play for a new team or do you just want to pack it in? Absolutely. You know, so like I say, I think if a lot of clubs mm. now are looking, you know, who are 16 under 17s, they probably have to get something in place with the club to say, look, when we're under 18s and we finish our under 18 season, where are we going to? What's our next step? Yeah. My so that, my... that'll, that'll hopefully drop out the drop, the drop rate. Yeah. So obviously my big final question to you, Rach, is obviously women's football in Manchester at the moment, as you said, you've got you say 200 girls? Yeah, about 250 girls we've got. Um, so, I know at Emerson Town in a minute, we'd have a, we, we've got some in like the coaching and, you know, one or two in a team, but we don't have a female team. I mean, I know there's quite a few clubs without, but as you said, the funding's there to do it and there's obviously enough interest in the women's game. So, what what's your advice to clubs or what would you do, what would you say to people to say how to set up or how to push it, how to get girls involved more. If you could walk into a club today with no women's team, where would you start? What would you change? How would you approach it? For me, the first thing I'd do is put the foundations in place. You know, do you want to go for a specific age group or do you want to welcome a mixed bag of age groups? Um, You know, see what's out there in terms of where your facility is. How can you attract the girls? So, you know, do you want to go and put leaflets in McDonald's or do you want to go and contact local schools? Um, You know, Put the advertisement out there. See what see what revenue you've mm. got. To obviously what funding you've got to obviously go and buy whatever you need to go and buy. Yeah. Um, and like I say, a lot of it comes down to now is networking. I know social media now is is the way forward because you know not many people go look on websites anymore to look for local football teams. It's a case of we'll look on social media. Yeah. So so yeah. for me now, everything should be promoted on social media on your Twitter, your Facebook account, your you know your. You, you, you see it all these time on these buy swap sell pages. Oh, completely. Like, you know, yeah. I've got a son who's this age looking to play football. It's like, are you buy swapping or selling him? Yeah. You know. For me, you know, if I get an inquiry from from somewhere a bit further out from Altrincham, I say, look, you know that, you know, watch, uh, you know, Stockport. I've got a, a, a girl section which you know it might be a little bit closer. You're more than welcome to come to us. But, you know, there's mm. more local teams. Yeah, exactly. So you're helping you know, other as, environments. As, as much as we're thriving in, in a girls' section, you know, I, I'd, I'd like, you know, other local girls' teams to obviously recruit as much as we can just because, you know, we don't want to be in a league where we've got four girl, four Altrincham teams and one other team to play against because they're all Altrincham. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for, for me, I wouldn't even think twice about it. I'll, I'll get on to your local FA, contact, you know, if it's, Whoever you are, if it's Manchester FA, it's Olivia Laker, you know, Stefanot, Chester FA. If it's me, I'll be ringing them up, inquiring over, you know, how do we get involved in the girls' set, girls football, you know, talking through mm. what, what your plan is, because obviously you've got to have a plan in place before you do anything else, um, and, and, and see what's available for you, and they'll help you and help you and help you. Yeah, we've got the, yeah. the hopefully, we've got the women's Euros coming up. In the summer, touch wood. If yep. the coronavirus. Yeah, touch wood, definitely. Uh, I, think, you know, yeah, I know, you're yes. Get, you're going to get another boom there of girls who are going to see see football live on the TV with girls and, and want to get involved. 
So I'll definitely, you know, over yeah. the summer is probably the way forward to, you know, and I think that's where your next your next generation of of of, of batch of girls is going to come up from. Because, um, like I say, yeah. ours, ours grew massively within the World Cup. Yeah. With the world, but mm. like I say, but on the back of that, I think schools can do a lot more now in promoting girls' football. Yeah, I think yeah. I think schools yeah. is a big, big. It, it, a, girl can, a, a girl can go and play under 11s football for mixed football and simply in district league, but they can't go and play for boys' football team in the school environment because it's a boys' football team. You know, it's, yeah, they've yeah. got to, you know, they've got to get rid of this boys and girls generation. And if a girl's going to go and play in the boys' team, they should be able to give the opportunity to go and do it. Absolutely, yeah. And then just touching yeah, on it at the end, obviously, I know, obviously, you've done coaching, like you say, as a you you work for companies in terms of, and again, altering. We've got that set up in the school holidays. Um, you know, kids can come down and do a coaching session for you know for the day. They bring perhaps lunch, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So that's from more of a business than it is, like you say, voluntary coaching. Yeah. Do you, do you find that you have a different mindset or a different way of motivating yourself? Because like you say, your team, you were coaching them to benefit them to win games at the weekend. Yeah. But these coaching environments that you're doing weekly, you know, through the school holidays, these kids are just coming and going, you know, they're not your, they'll play for other teams. They're just there, pretty much you're a babysitter for the week. Yeah, that's- do you have a different mentality of how you coach, how the style of coaching? Oh, completely. It's it's a fun environment. Like I say, it's a fun, enjoyable environment. You know, you're not you're not doing much technical stuff. It's more, you know, you want them to come back, you want them to go home and say to mum, that's the best day about football ever. So, you know, that the mum comes back the next day with mm. you know, with him again. Um, but but you know, in a holiday holiday environment it's a completely different setting. You're there to buy the kids for for the six or seven hours that they're there for. You know, you're not going to put them under a lot of pressure or a lot of techniques or you're basically there to have fun to play your, you know, your fun killer games, your lightning games, your little five-side tournaments, your penalty shootouts, your crossbar challenges. You know, it, it's not the yeah. pressure of, of trying to deliver skills and techniques that they're going to struggle with, um, especially because you don't know what you're going to be getting on a day-to-day basis. You could have someone who's at United in your group and someone who's never picked a football in any group before. Yeah. Um. So you know, it, you, mm. you can't plan for for something that you don't know what you're gonna have in it. Have. You know. Yeah. yeah. So it's just the case of, as you said, Carlos, as well. All like little coach things like that. It's just a case of making it fun, making the kids enjoy it, and like you say, the biggest thing is keeping them coming back. Oh, completely, completely, and, yeah. and a lot of that is obviously is what we now teach it. You know the wildcats that are coming in at five and six year olds. You know the, you, you just want them to go and have fun. You know yeah. the social aspect and, yeah. and the whole wildcats thing is obviously make fun, make friends. You know socialize, and that, and that's it. You know you want the girls to go and have fun, make friends, social, and go home with a, with a smile on face. What was that um, film with the wildcats? That's what it keeps reminding me of. Um... The film Wildcats. Oh, oh, what's it called? They were singing High School Musical. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been in my head all um, this but, uh, time. I was like, "What is that?" I'm thinking of high school musical. I thought you were the best. No. Like, Sam, when you said that, I thought you yeah, I think I think it is. It, so it's a, it's a big thing that's booming. And again, if we can within women's football, if we can jump on, let's call it a bandwagon in a way for the women's Euros. Touchwood, anti-coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> you know that everything can go ahead. Obviously, I know there's a lot of sporting events being cancelled already, but by then everything yeah. will be done and dusted, and it'll be forgotten about. And again, there'll be another intake of hundreds and hundreds of girls interested in football, based on obviously England having a great Euros, which such would they do? 
um, that it, it just keeps driving it forward, and sooner or later, women will be right up there with the men. And I think that's yeah. it. It's just a case of more and more of this TV time as well. You know, more in the media because yeah. I think that's key. The more it's in the media, the more yeah. it's in front of your face, the more people get interested in it. And, and less barriers. And like I said, they are reducing all the barriers that are in place. But you know, it's let's get the girls' game up there. It's never going to be up. You no, know, it's never going to compare with the, with, the, with the men's and the boys' side, but you know, there's a, we can we can get it up, we can get it up there to where it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, go, go for it. Quick question, just to uh, quickly ask: Do you know what the biggest attendance for a women's football uh, game it was, was this season? Actually, they had a sell at Wembley, didn't they? Go on. Uh, well, How many sold out? So, well, eight probably eight to three, eight to four thousand. Is that definite? Well, we tried applying for tickets ourselves, and that was we didn't get anything. You didn't get it. Uh, you know. Right. Okay. So what is what is it? I found I... eighty. 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 We had obviously yeah, we, yeah, we were yeah, went all down to yes, we had for the first game of the season for United versus City Ladies. Um, oh yeah. Like say, yeah. There was twenty seven thousand there, um, and at the time that was a record. But yeah. then I think Tottenham and Chelsea, their derby, obviously broke the record again. Um, but you know, mm. it's definitely on the up, and, and you know, it's getting there. Yeah. And you know, all, all teams there. now are doing kids free, they only pay for adults, so you know, you're not, it's not as if mm. it, it, it's so much cheaper to, to go and watch for than it, than it is to go and watch men's game football. You know, mum and daughter, yeah, fun night, you know, one night yeah. in the week, like a fitness slash football environment, you know, like mum mm. who may want to just have a bit of fitness and a bit of time out of the house and girls who maybe want to do it. Yeah, yeah. There's something there, you know, there's a business there. Oh well obviously we're a yeah, part yeah. of the and football club, obviously the community and they have they have been trying to get interest from a mums and a ladies walking football. Um, yeah. you know, and that's basically you know, we're mm. trying to tie in with, with our girl sessions. Yeah, even uh, like like you say, bring your daughter and do it, make it fun like that, a bit of fitness, a bit of football, and then the kids might even fall in love a bit more. Well it's just a bit I think if it yeah. it gets more mums involved in football and learning the game a bit more. That's it, it's case like of say, you don't really you don't even have to you know, get a ball out only for five minutes a bit. It's more the fitness side and the aspects of, 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 of trying to get involved in the game. Absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. So Rachel obviously Nice stuff. Massive shout out to yourself and obviously to all your work at Altrincham. So, is there any shout outs you've got? Yeah. Any people that have been massive impact in your life through coaching that you want to give a shout out to while you're here? Uh, probably firstly, obviously, my mum for making it all happen for me, yep. my first football journey. Um, you know, shout so out to Phil knows about my mum and you know, how happy. I have to say, this lady football. is known as the legend as Mad Bev. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> she is, she's a brilliant woman. Yeah, for obviously Polly Craig nice. for putting up with all the football hassle at home. You know, even <laughs> even when he owes his day off, he's still football related. You know, but I think he's he's got to deal with it now. <laughs> in, you know, um, yeah. for all the managers and girls at Oldham Football Club. You know, yeah. obviously supporting us. You know, yeah. massive network there of, of coaches and parents. So thank you very much for your time and effort in doing what you do for the club. Um. And obviously, for, yeah. for myself, for you know, the people who helped me in my, in my football journey, a lot of that goes down to probably Chris Bullock, who, again, works at Southwise Coaching Company, who gave me the opportunity to play under him, work under him, um, you know, and has, has helped me within my, within my journey. Um, but, yeah, and obviously, mm. massive, massive shout-out, probably, might say, has got to go to, to, you know, all the volunteers, not just at Ultra and Football Club, but involved in football in general. 
Uh, so, like I say, I think it yeah. goes unnoticed sometimes, but everyone does, you know, and, it, and it's a case of well yeah. done and hopefully, you know, keep continuing the football journey. And I'm sure if there's any women out there listening or any parents out there with a daughter who maybe want to get involved, um, obviously reach out to Rachel at Altrincham Juniors. And uh, I'm sure, like you say, if, if, even if Altrincham is not your closest, Rachel would be able to advise you and help you into a team that may be closer to yourself or head down to Rachel, yeah. get involved. And yeah, let's grow that women's game. Definitely. Are you on any social, uh, yeah, Rachel, that you want to shout out Ultra as well? Girls GFC on Twitter. Uh, that's obviously the girls' Twitter yeah. account. Um, I am an at Rachel Davis. Um, and then we follow us on Facebook, which is Ultra Girls GFC. Excellent. We'll get that tagged yeah. and we'll get some thank you. posts shared with yourself. Well, thank you very much for your time, Rachel. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Oh, hold on, hold on. I remembered. Hold on one minute. Hold on one minute. The most important question. Sorry. Apologies, guys. We've not finished quite yet. We need... So, Rach, we've got uh, a playlist on Spotify. So, we need two tracks off you to add to the playlist. Very important now. People are going to be listening to you and judging you based on this. Do you want me to so, answer it honestly? Because I am an absolute... Answer it honestly, go on. I'm 28 years of age. I absolutely love the Spice Girls, but I don't think it's appropriate to have that on. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Go on. Do you know what? You know, I, I don't, don't mind that, Spice Girls. Say, I'm, you know, so. I, I, I cried myself to sleep and I couldn't get a Spice Girls ticket, but I got one, you know. Did you? Um, right, Okay. So we can we can add Spice Girls if you want. I'm not I'm not judging. Um, I'm not saying anything. If you want to add Spice team, Girls, we can. Um, you know, let's put a bit of Queen on there. We are the champions. Oh yeah, good choice. Right, okay, Queen. Yeah. We are the champions. Do you want Do you want a Spice Girls uh, one going on? Second one, I'll probably have Girls just want to have fun because I think that resembles obviously the girls want to have fun playing football. Amazing. Good shout. Oh, good choice. Nice. Right, we'll get we'll, we'll get them added no, to the that's playlist. That's probably where you probably lose a lot of followers after them too. <laughs> no, 100%. No, no, no. We'll gain even more now. We'll go from <laughs> millions to billions. <laughs> right. Uh, it's been a pleasure today. I've very, very, you know, much enjoyed that. Yeah, I've learned quite a bit as well. So thank, thank you. No problem. Thank you for having me on. No problem at all. All right, then. No worries, Rachel. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll leave it there for today, but thank you very much. I'm sure no we'll see you and catch up with you again in the future, Rachel. But good luck with everything for the rest of the season down there at Oshigan Girls. Yeah. And, yeah, all the best. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers, Phil. Cheers, Carlos. Cheers, Rachel. All right. Bye, bye, bye. Take it easy. to give us a follow on twitter at mgfc podcast if you're listening through apple please hit that subscribe button give us a five star rating and tell us what you think if you're on spotify hit that follow button we're also available on all major platforms if you want to contact us by email it's manchester grassroots fc at gmail.com